welcome to the marinade with Jason Earl. Guy Clark is not on this episode, but his longtime collaborator, his friend, the incredible guitarist, songwriter, singer, and all-around wonderful individual, Verlin Thompson, is our guest today. It is such an honor to have Verlin on our show. He is an incredible singer, an amazing person, a wonderful songwriter, and just this amazing storyteller. He has a folksy way of telling stories in a really compelling way. He's um, uh, just a, a hard-to-pin-down guy, and I like that about his music like I do with most of my music. You certainly hear the, the roots, the country uh, kind of elements, but there's blues and there's rock, and we talk about that a little bit during the conversation. Of course, spend that much time with a man like Guy Clark and Guy's going to come up in the conversation, but this is unmistakably a Verlin Thompson conversation. This is all about his creative process. This is about the kind of man that he is. We recorded this at Skipper's Smokehouse on New Year's Eve Eve when Verlin opened for the incomparable Donald the Buffalo. So um, when we start talking about that, that's what we're talking about, him opening for them and then going in and sitting in with them. We sat down in Skipper's. If you've never been there, it's an iconic Tampa area venue. And it just kind of has like this beachy sort of vibe. It's like your weird uncle just all of a sudden decided he was going to build up a seafood shack or around his little plot of land and put up his favorite bands and and hire them to play at different sets. And we're sitting at a picnic table when we're recording this. And there's a story on showsigoto.com. If you go to showsigoto.com slash Jason, there's a story that I wrote. Uh, about the experience that we had getting locked into skippers after this so you'll hear some some stuff in the background you hear some talking you'll hear some um, shuffling of glass glassware that kind of thing and then it sort of gets quiet after a while and it's just the two of us and we were so locked into conversation that we didn't even realize that we were the only people left in the whole building and that we had been locked in to skipper's smokehouse on new year's eve eve berlin thompson is an incredibly accomplished singer, songwriter, and just all around wonderful dude. He's going to be at Swanee Roots Revival in Live Oak, Florida, at the Spirit of the Swanee Music Park, coming up this October. Go on over and, and find them on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on all your social media. Um, and, and if you haven't been, go. Uh, Bela Fleck is playing with Abigail Washburn and the Wood Brothers. Ferlin and Sean Camp are doing a guy. Clark tribute there's an incredible lineup and it's the most magical place on earth we're so grateful to have Verlin on the marinade go to verlinthompson.com to check out any of his music go to Amazon or iTunes or wherever you get music to download some of his stuff he's an amazing man an amazing musician and we're so grateful to have him on the marinade thank you for listening to our last episode Go give us a rating on iTunes if you haven't had a chance to already and subscribe. Let us know what you think. Marinadepodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Verlin Thompson. Oh, one more thing. There's a rookie mistake that I make, and we're going to keep working through this. It's a work in progress. Um, there's a mistake that I made when trying to adjust the volume. So there's uh, sort of like a, a weird kind of sort of sound and then his vocals echo if you listen really really closely my apologies these are just things that i'm learning as we continue to develop the show it's a one-man show so far which is not an excuse i'm grateful for the opportunity but just so you know that it doesn't last forever it only lasts for like i don't know maybe 
10 seconds. And then after that, um, the, the, the quality of the audio goes, goes back to being pretty good. So thank you for bearing with us as we work out the kinks. One of these days we're going to have a high paid audio editor and we're going to have big time sponsors and so forth. So if you're interested in doing any of those things, please hit us up at marinade podcast at gmail.com and, and send us a resume, a cover letter, let us know again. Thank you so much. It's the set of circumstances that led us here. You know, I think we have to tell the story quickly of how I'm in Nashville, getting yeah. on the plane, just random. I'm never in Nashville. <laughs> I just happened to be there, and you happened to be getting on the plane, heading back. Yeah, crazy. crazy. I heard my name, and I look <laughs> up, and, and you said you said your name. And I thought, man, that's crazy. I just, I, five minutes ago, I was looking at your name on my phone you know a message about getting together and sitting down to talk and uh, yeah it was meant to be i guess yeah and it all worked out yeah man i i had all these things i wanted to talk to you about but then that happened and <laughs> that was so like you're i mean there's so much to say about don and they're so wonderful and oh, it, was, love it was great love them but you come out there, first of all, your your opening set was wonderful, and then you come out, and those like four songs you played in the middle of their set were just white hot, man. Just like took the energy to a different level. Uh, and I wanted to ask you about preparation for that, or like what you guys did, or what that looks like, or. That, that's crazy. It's It's really insane because Jeb, I got here about six o'clock, six o'clock tonight, and Jeb said, "Oh yeah, man, we're uh, you know we're waiting for Tara. She she threw her back out. She's got to get a massage. Blah blah blah. And uh, won't you come to the bus about seven o'clock? So I, seven o'clock, I knock on the bus door. I get on there. We spend fifteen minutes on the bus." And that's it. And I'm off the bus, and uh, next thing you know, we're up there playing together. And and they just basically all I I told them was the key and sort of the structure. You know, I spent one minute per song, maybe saying here here's the key. This is the verse pattern. Here's the chorus. We might break down for this section, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're just consummate uh, musicians, you know. They, they can follow anything. Uh, the last tune that we did up there during the encore, I didn't tell them anything. We just... Really? We just uh, launched into it. So that's why, you know... That's why it's a big, it's really an honor and a, and a treat for me because, first of all, the, the musicianship is yeah. just impeccable. They, they're, 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 they're top of the line musicians and, and they're also top of the line people. You know, right. they're, they're just salt of the earth and, uh, I'm just so so thankful to be here and to be a part of it. Always, anytime they call me. Yeah, is it, it, it would that would that same process bear out 
if you were say sitting in with somebody else or does everybody approach it differently or do you approach it differently um not necessarily you know there are bands that you would have to even the best of the best bands you'd have to give them a little more to go with Mm. but these guys are just kind of that's what they do yeah what they do is they're not about the technical precision kind of stuff they're about heart and soul and feel and they listen and i know uh dave the keyboard guy he he came out during my opening set after or after my opening set he came to me and he said berlin were you having any problems up there hearing and i said yeah i was having a little bit of a problem you know the mid low end was kind of mushy and it was kind of running and he said i'm gonna fix that and he went to the sound man before they started their set he went up there and he he tweaked it so that when i made my entrance it was it was right that's awesome isn't it yeah i mean it's just he was so concerned about my comfort level that he not not about the band not about his comfort level right. about my comfort level so uh, i mean these, these guys are just and that's why i've you know it, it's been a kind of a slow a, a slow development but I, i've slowly grown to love these guys I, mm. i've 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 watched them, and uh, I've realized what they are and who they are, and it really um, it, it inspires me. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm um, the what what about like your creative process just generally? Like, if you're sitting down to write a song, what is does it look different? for depending on if it's say a song that you would write for guy or with guy or is it different if it's for you or do you think differently about writing a song and you know i've been writing songs as long as i can remember i've been writing songs and uh, everyone is different if i'm sitting there by myself it's it's totally different than if, than if I'm sitting there with someone else. And uh, how? Well, it, it's like this conversation, you know. Our conversation is is not the same as as my thought process would be if I'm sitting here thinking about the things that we're discussing. Uh, because, because there's two of us and your your input is equally as important as mine and when I co-write with someone when I sit down with someone else it's it's very much a it's very much a sharing give and take um, equal parts um, process you know it's an, it, uh, 
your thoughts are as important as mine. And we have to find a way to make your thoughts weigh as heavily as my thoughts in the final product. And that's not always easy. Right. Uh, because I may feel like my thoughts have, have more weight than yours. Right. Or I may feel like your thoughts have more weight than mine. But, but we have to... We have to... Um, we have to come to this place where it's yours and mine. It, it's ours equally together. And that's the only issue that I have ever had with, with co-writing a song is that I, I want it to be as much yours as it, as it is mine. And that's, that's a difficult thing. And, uh, but you know, the, the, it's part of the challenge. You, you just you, you don't you don't stop until that's accomplished. And then when it's accomplished, it, God, it's great. It's it's like you know, me and you, one plus one equals three. Yeah. Not two, three, because that that song is the is number is the third element that's bigger than you and I. And, uh, so that, that, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's, golly, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's just, it's just a song. It's not, it's not, it's not the gospel. It's, you know, yeah. it's not, it, it's well, not. But, uh, but it is to, to people, you know what I mean? Well, that, that that's the thing. You're you're right, man. It, because it, it is that is the thing. People, you don't realize it until nights like tonight, when you get up there and you actually perform one of your songs, and then and people come up to you and they say, "Oh my God, that that was it. Yeah. That was the that was the moment. That was the thought. That was those were the words. That was it for us tonight." Yeah. And then you think, well. Okay, it was worth it. It was worth it when we sat there and we, you know, we slapped each other around and we, and we and we were brutally honest with each other. Yeah. As co-writers, we we were brutally honest and we said, I said no, you know, no, your your thoughts a little off track, you know. It, this is what it really is, and then you tell me, no, but but what about? It? What about this angle? And I go, no. Well, you're right. Let's let's look at that. So, you know, it's it's crazy because it's it it can be it can be construed as just this ah, just this kind of a artsy creative thing, but in the end. When you, when you get to a night like tonight, it's the, it's the last show of the year. And mm. people spent money and time to come here, and they, they're, they're packed up there in front of the stage. They're assholes to belly button, and, and they're, they're crammed up there, and they're listening to every word you say. Yeah. And you go, I'm glad I thought about this. 
before I wrote it down because it, it, it does have a lasting impact on a lot of people. Yeah. Do, do you think about one of the things that you do exceptionally well is tell stories in between um, and sort of that, that banter in between? Is that just kind of extemporaneous or do you think that through before you get up there? You know, I didn't do that that much tonight, right? Because I, I, this was kind of a different situation for me. This, this wasn't like a sit-down listening concert. This was a opening act for a band on New Year's Eve. Eve you know. But yeah, normally that's a huge, huge part of what I do. I tell stories. Um, I probably spend more time in my shows telling stories than I do singing songs, actually. Mm. But, I, you know, I made that decision about about 15 years ago. I had been writing songs for the, for the market, you know, for the radio, for, for hit artists to record, and and then I would go out and do a show, and I realized I didn't even want to play any of those songs. Mm. And I, so, I, so I switched gears, and I started writing songs that I wanted to, to sing. They were things that I wanted to say. They were points that I wanted to communicate with with my listeners and I wanted to touch and touch them and move them and and have them go on a journey with me in the moment that I did that my whole world changed because at that moment it, it didn't it was not a job anymore. It wasn't a gig anymore. It was a conversation. It was oh, like, I, I'm going out tonight to talk to my friends and share with them my life and maybe, you know, maybe discuss their lives in the process. And uh, so that, yeah, that's what, that's what I do. And tonight was a little bit different, but... Um, you know, you, you adjust, but but on a normal normal night, uh, I, there, there's a whole lot more. Man, I don't know. May, I, I maybe maybe I'm a preacher. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always I feel like maybe in another life I was some kind of preacher because I I love to I love to talk and and get the people worked up and then go into a song you know or well there's something spiritual about that whole process for a lot of people too i mean probably from both sides i guess as a performer and also as a fan there's some there for a lot of people this is their church you know i mean yeah, what you saw right. what you saw tonight yeah. and what you see anytime don of the buffalo plays oh man is that yeah that's yeah people are like you said, for a lot of people, that might be their big outing of the year, you know? Or they might have two or three of those, These and that's their thing. They, you know, 
they they spend their vacation days, mm-hmm. their money, their their time to come and and be here for this. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, it's it, it's church. It's you know, and, and I I kind of touched on it on stage there. You know, it it is what we what we're really about in the in the end in the very end this is what we're about we'll we'll look back and we'll go golly man remember that night at skippers when we yeah when we all were standing up there had our hands raised up and swaying together and and uh we were all together as one and we were we were friends we were fellow travelers and uh, we we were sharing a, a moment that uh, man, I don't know I get I get too deep I, I too that's deep. that's what we're trying to do here <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the goal of this conversation because well. <laughs> uh, I, I mean because I was even just gonna ask you good I'm glad you said that because I was gonna ask you if if you are spiritual yourself or well, uh, or religious. yeah, obviously I am. I, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I grew up in Oklahoma. I was baptized in, in a Southern Baptist church yeah, situation. Grew up that way, being taught that stuff. But I, I've seen so much... Um, uh, so many other angles and so many other um, so many other adaptations of of what r- religion m- might be and, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm that yeah I'm I'm a very spiritual person, but I don't think I'm a religious person. I don't think I'm a, I don't think I believe one, you know, I'm not a denominational kind of person. I don't believe one denomination is right and the other is wrong and that, you know, one is better than the other. I, I just believe that, um, well, I'm not going to go into the <laughs> the whole my, my spiritual beliefs, but yeah, I'm spiritual, and and I I think it's very simple, really. It, it's 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 no more and no less than love. Mm. It, it's love and, um, and and I see it and I feel it. Through my music, everywhere I go, all over this planet, I've been, I've covered, you know, a, a large part of this planet because of my music. And everywhere I go, it's it's not about a denomination or or a, a specific belief. It, it's all about 
brotherhood and fellowship and sharing sharing your experiences as a as a fellow traveler you know and uh, and doing right by the other person and uh, hopefully that re reflects in my music my songs and my performances and uh, gee I, I I truly maybe I am a damn preacher <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of your songs and, and all that comes through. So if that's your goal, all that stuff comes through because a lot of your songs and, and your stories, too, tend to be about relationships with other people. I mean, that your songs tend to be, to be about, you know, your, you played that one in the music hall at Swanee Roots Revival this past year about your brother. And then, Day. Yeah. yeah, I meant to do that tonight. Now, it's a beautiful song. It, yeah. And then uh, I wrote it down, trying to, uh, I Love You More Than Anything. Oh, yeah. What a gorgeous song, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, that, that was another, you know, that wasn't, that, that, that was not a, a co-write or an attempted attempt at anything. What that was was a moment where Frank and I didn't know what else to do. And we, we thought maybe, maybe if we just tried to sort of pay some sort of tribute and, and use our gift of, of, of songwriting and try to use that, uh, that it would that it would be the right thing to do, and I think it was. That was God. What a what a moment that was. What a night. Can you can you say more about that? Or do you f <coughs> feel okay going deeper there? Well, you know, it was it was after the memorial. Uh, for Sue Cunningham, wh who was Frank's l life partner, and uh, we we did the m big memorial thing at the church, and all the people were there, and we shook all the hands, and I say we because I kind of I kind of was Frank's I, I was this there with him, you know. And um, after it was over, we went back to his his home, which which was his and Sue's home. And there we sat, and she was not there. And we sat in her kitchen, where she had many times fixed us breakfast, and where we had written songs together with Sue. And there we sat, man, just like the two of us, like just sitting there and everybody else was gone. All the, the celebration, all the camaraderie was over and it was just us and we sat there and, and, and I said, Frank, I don't know, 
I don't know what to do, you know, but for some crazy reason, I, I just feel like trying to write a song, maybe. And Frank said, oh my God, I, I, I feel the same way. I don't know, what, that's all I can think about. So I knew we were on the same page, and, and I had seen those, they had written little notes to each other, and they were still laying on the coffee tables and the, and the, the counters and stuff, where Sue would write, I love you more than anything, and Frank would respond. He, he would flip it over and write on the other side, I love you more than everything. And they were, they were laying all over the house. And I said, well, Frank, if, we're gonna, if we are going to try to do this, that's what we've got to write. That, yeah. that's, that is so precious and so uh, just, it, that is you and Sue. That, that is your relationship. That's how you approached it. And he said, yeah, I think you're right, you know. And we just basically opened our hearts and minds and souls to, to the powers of, of whatever and listened to it. And within about 30 minutes, we had that song. And, uh, That's amazing. It, it's one of the sweetest gifts I've ever gotten. Yeah. Know? And I think, I think Sue would really love it. I, 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 and I'm sure she does love it um, from her perch on high. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she, I'm sure she's going, Frank, you, you and Verlin did a good thing there. Yeah. I don't know. You know, again, here I am. I, do I sound like a preacher? I guess <laughs> no. maybe you, so. Yeah, no, I mean you sound like a masterful storyteller, and you sound like <laughs> somebody who's um, who's really passionate about people. Is what you sound like. Now, whether that's preaching or not, I don't know. But um, but you're clearly someone who gives a damn about the people around you, and that's amazing. Um, and then you know you mentioned you played you played old friends, and then you talked about um, and you talked about guy a lot and you talked about um some of your kind of musical heroes and that kind of thing and um and then you mentioned how, just how tough this year has been with some of the losses that that we've had um who growing up and and even now i guess like who were your musical heroes and how did they impact what what you do wow y you know First of all, when I was just a child, I, I guess the first sounds I ever heard was my mother, and she's a great musician and singer. Uh, she's she's like that old school purist sounding Loretta Lynnish kind mm -hmm. of, uh, maybe even more mountainy soul sounding than, than, than that but uh, wow. so, so there was that but where I lived in Oklahoma was 
in the very heart of this this musical um, this this musical wonderland. You know, I I could I could turn to the north and hear Leon Russell. I could turn to the east and hear or to the west and hear Roger Miller. I could turn to the south and hear Jimmy Webb, who wrote you know Wichita Lineman. And by the time I get to Phoenix, and turn to the east and hear um, who who knows? I don't know. Uh, you know, even the Garth Brookses and. Um, the Vince Gills, the Reba McIntyres, all of these, J.J. Kale, mm -hmm. who, who wrote After Midnight, They Call Me the Breeze, those kind of, all this stuff was just like on top of me. And, and I, I, literally, I could almost hear it in the wind. And, mm. and um, it had to sink in, you know, and it did sink in. And I, I realized, um, man, those people, those people are uh, saying things and making music that um, that reaches way beyond the boundaries of this little Oklahoma county that I live in. Mm. It was going worldwide, and I just kind of soaked it up, and and that's what happened. You know? Yeah, that's a <coughs> that's an interesting point too about you know we we briefly talked at the airport about growing up in a smaller town, and yeah. did you have a sense of the greater world through music, or was there something else? You know, I, I to tell you the truth, I I, I didn't. I I uh, you know I heard all that music. But it wasn't until I left home and I actually joined the Marine Corps. I, I, I panicked because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want to stay on the farm and I didn't want to, I didn't feel like I was ready for college. And that kind of thing. And I just panicked and I, one day I drove to Oklahoma City and I joined the Marines. Well, that was a good and a bad thing. But one of the good things that, that was a part of that was that I was, suddenly I was immersed into another world that I didn't even know existed. You know, I, I, I was, I became friends with guys from, well, from Florida, from, from New Jersey, New York, from Idaho, from Nebraska, and they all had musical tastes and they and we all shared our music and I, and I was like a sponge I was like where has this stuff been I didn't even know this existed yeah I I, I would listen to these guys playing their boom boxes this was back when you held a boom box on your <laughs> shoulder you know right a, a big giant boom box and uh so I started hearing all this other music and I was Oh my God! It was just like a—it's like a, a whole new world opened up in in front of me, and I—I uh, I could not soak it all up enough. And, uh, and hopefully, that's that's what you hear 
today it, a lot of my music is a it's a mixture of all of that stuff that I that I've heard you know yeah. and, and that moved me for sure and you mentioned that you talked about uh, at Swanee that you had I think maybe recently recorded you you made a joke about like you turned 60 and so you thought you couldn't rock anymore or <laughs> yeah. something like that yeah. <laughs> had to make one last rock record but it it's interesting because like mm-hmm. you know obviously you playing with the acoustic guitar is going to be a totally different mm-hmm. sound and vibe <clears throat> excuse me um, some of that rock comes out, but um, but not as much as, of course, with your when you're playing with a whole band. Yeah. But you hear that element, you know, in your music uh, for sure, and you hear soul in your music. There's a lot of stuff there. It, yeah, it's just that it, it's the sponge thing, you know. I God, <coughs> I, I love it all. I, yeah. I love all kinds of music, and and I. I don't know. I just sort of incorporate as much of all of it as I can in into my songs, and um, it, it, which has been a blessing and a curse. Because you know, if I were just a blues artist, I could get a blues booking agent, and I could play blues clubs all over the country. Yep. I could just play the blues festivals, the blues. But I'm not a blues artist. If I were just a folk artist, I could just play the folk festivals and the folk club, but I'm not. Yeah. If I were just a country guy, I could just play, but I'm not. Yeah. You see what I mean? Sure. It's like nobody, they never have. They never have known what to do with me or where to put me, mm. and, I, and I don't know either. Yeah. All I know is I just love good good stuff well know. it sounds like you i mean you sound like you would you'd be bored with that too you know well, it sounds I like i would and that's that's part of it yeah not that there's anything wrong with those things it's no, just no there's nothing it's wrong just with those not things. not for you not what you want to do i've always just tried to entertain myself and in order to do that i do i have to do a lot of things because i get i get bored if i write 10 blues songs in a row you yeah know? it's just I, I can't do that. And I, I guess that that seems that's true of creativity in general, right? Yeah, like you got to push sure. yourself, otherwise, yeah, you're just writing the same same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get bored, and and if you're working on you and you're working on what you want, then that's gonna benefit everybody else too. I mean, that's that's because that's gonna come off more authentic. Yeah. Well, you know. If I were just a blues artist or just a country artist or just a folk artist, I I couldn't have done what I did tonight with Donna the Buffalo. Right. Because they're not not a blues band. They're not a folk band. They're not a country band. They're not a rock band. Yeah. What what the hell are they? I don't know. They're... I I like to think maybe they're kind of what I am. They're just this uh, collection of, of... things that um, that have inspired them over the years and you put it all together and that's what we are we yeah. do it I mean I'm going to write a review of this show and I'm going to have to explain what Don of the <laughs> Buffalo is like and it's going to be <laughs> I don't know good luck I don't know what you're going to say I, I mean it's wonderful I, <laughs> is that I, enough I for everybody just <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that yeah <laughs> Um, man, I'm so greatly appreciative of your time. I don't want to take much more, but I do, if you don't mind, I love that story about how you met your wife. 
<laughs> Do you mind telling that story? Well, no, I don't mind at all. Um, and part of it is because I'm giving away the punchline a little bit, but I met my girlfriend at a show in reverse. She was playing. Oh, you know. Okay. So, but anyway, oh, that so yeah. that one that one speaks to me. You know. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, well. I'm going to go back a little further than I usually go and and tell you that I had just come out of a a, a disastrous relationship and and had sworn off women forever, ever more. Yeah, that that always works. (laughs) Yeah, that always works. Famous last word. Mm -hmm, Yep. So guy drug me out of my house and said Berlin you got to come play with me I got to you know we got this new CD coming out and you got to you got to come out back into the public and play and and I did and it was at the station inn in Nashville Tennessee and there on the front row was the the local news gal you know who who was my favorite of all and I was so impressed that she was there, and I thought, man, she's even cooler than I thought because she's such a Guy Clark fan. Right. Well, after the show, she didn't go up to Guy Clark. She came to me, and she she started talking to me, making small talk, and I thought, well, you know, she's, she's just kind of trying to work her way up to Guy, you know. As a lot of, a lot of girls do, you know, sure. or did, and um, this happened two or three different times, and about the third time this happened, I'm back in the dressing room, and here comes Guy back there, you know, he's smoking his cigarette, and he's like, "Hey, Verla, you need to go out there and talk to Demetria Caladimos. She she likes you." <laughs> <laughs> And I said, no, no, guy, you know, she's just, she's nice to everyone. I've, I've talked to her several times, and I can tell she's just a very sweet person, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, no, she told me she likes you. Now get the hell out there and talk to her. And he shoved me through the <laughs> side door, and there she stood in the hallway, and and I came face to face with her and uh, was speechless, you know. I, I'd never really, truly considered that, that she might be interested in me. And uh, so all of these things that Guy Clark has done for me, you know, uh, he's responsible for the, the guitar that I play. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for the the way I present myself in shows, the way I uh, write songs, the way I do my music, and he's responsible for for the woman that I love. You know, it, it's it's just unbelievable what that man did for me. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a perfect way to end it. Erlen, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks for hanging around. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Parasols and waltzes.
Wow. The great Verlin Thompson. Such an honor. It seems fitting that we would play Sue Cunningham and Verlin doing boiling muddy water in the background as we say goodbye to this particular episode. Episode 2 of The Marinade with Jason Earl. Thank you guys so much. Go back and listen to our episode with BJ Barham of American Aquarium if you haven't already. Check out Verlin's music and his tour schedule. If you ever have a chance to go see him play, do it. He's an incredible storyteller, as you just heard. He's a wonderful musician. His guitar playing, his singing, it's all worth your effort. So go see him play whenever you have a chance. Um, if you're in the Florida, North Florida area in October, go, to go to Swanee Roots Revival. It's, again, like I said, the happiest place on earth and absolutely worth your time if you haven't been. If you have been, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and uh, there's no excuse. I hope to see you there. Come say hi um, if you are there. And uh, we have some amazing guests lined up uh, to, to interview at that particular event. So I'm really excited about that. Give us a rating on iTunes. Check us out um, on all the social media. Just search The Marinade or Marinade Podcast, and it should pop up anywhere you go. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers, y'all. Water just to make some chicory tea.